This is Bustin' Loose in Faith with none other than Apostle Dudley Tebow and Prophetess Lisa Tebow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a broadcast that brings you word and encouragement for your soul. We want you to remember that you don't have no worries. All you need is faith in God. Bustin' Loose in Faith airs Tuesdays and Fridays at 6 p.m. Central Time. Now, without further ado, let's get into this broadcast and may God bless you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is good and worthy to be praised, all praise, all glory, all honor belongs to him this day and forevermore. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, precious Father, as we approach the throne of grace, we thank you, precious Father, for waking us up, up, up this morning and letting us see a brand new day, a day that wasn't promised to us because your grace and mercy and your love, you let us see this. And we are ever so grateful and thankful for it. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, precious Father, right now as we get out of the way, that you may have your way here today, tonight, in the name of Jesus. Uh, hide me behind Calvary's cross and run this little place. Use me, Father God, for thy glory. Crown my head with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. As we invite the presence of the Holy Spirit just to come on in like a rushing mighty wind, lead, guide, direct, and ordain our footsteps. Fair people's heart to receive thy word in spirit and in truth. We bind up all technical difficulties, anything that's trying to hinder the word of God from going forward. And, Father, we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. If you have your Bible, amen, I would like you to open it up to the book of Mark, Mark the 12th chapter, and we'll be looking at verse 28 through 31. Mark the 12th chapter, verses 28 through 31. And the word of God reads, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them, reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked Jesus, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. And thou shalt love Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandments greater than these. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the Lord have a blessing on the hearers and the doers of his word. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome God. The grass may wither, the flower may fade it, but the word of God will will last forever and ever. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all those that are listening tonight, I would like for you to come and complete agreement with us as we bring forth the word tonight. Hallelujah. We want to talk about don't let your passion for God die. Don't let your passion for God die. Your passion, your spiritual passion as a child of God, don't let it die. People of God, you and I know that we all need to rekindle, reawaken the spiritual fire within. When people become Christians, they usually serve God with great zeal and passion, and they are willing to follow God at any price or any cost. However, as time passes, the spiritual fire within begins to 
begin to kindle or waver. Don't let your passion for God die. Spiritual passion, it pertains to how you nurture and how you live out your faith with conviction, confidence, and fire. I'm going to say it again. Spiritual passion for a child of God pertains to how you nurture and how you live out your faith with conviction, confidence, and fire. Spiritual intimacy leads to a strong conviction in order for God to act in powerful ways. Here again, in the book of Mark, chapter 12, when when the scribe asked Jesus, when the scribe asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, without hesitation, and thou shalt love the Lord, thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And with all thy strength, this is the first commandment. And the second one is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandments greater than these. Yes, notice the word love. We're talking about the agape love of God, a love that is beyond our Comprehensions, a love that is beyond our understanding, the agape love of God. That's why we as believers in Christ must look at people that are lost, people that are still sinning. We have to look with the eyes of God at them, look beyond their thoughts and see their needs. Because, hallelujah, God desires that all men, women, boys, and girls, be saved. So don't let your spiritual passion, the passion that you have for God, die. Passion makes things great. Passion is what sustains you in reaching your goals as you go through life. Nothing greater, nothing great is done without passion. Passion turns the impossible into the possible. Passion, it energizes life. It is what makes your life alive. God wants you as a child of his, as a believer of Christ, to live a passionate life. He wants you to sense the passion that he has put within you. Hallelujah. Again, we see here that one day a man walking, walking, walked up to Jesus and said, Jesus, what is the most important commandment given by God? Again, the scriptures that we read, Jesus shared in Mark 12, verse 30 and 31, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Listen, God don't want us to love him half-heartedly. No, he wants us to love him fully, wholeheartedly, with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and with all our strength. And this Second commandment is like it's almost like the first. It talks about love. And love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no greater commandment than these. Jesus says that there are only two things in life that matters in a believer's life. Hallelujah. First, to love God. And second, to love other people with God's love. Love, the agape love of God, 
It's a love that is beyond our understanding. It is a love that will help you to go the extra mile. It's a love that will, hallelujah, allow you to give people a hand up instead of a hand out. It's a love that goes beyond the four walls of a building into the byways and the highways and compel people to come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Passion, God's love for mankind. Passion, it is a zeal, an excitement, a drive that is within us to do what thus says the Lord. So don't let your passion for God die. Jesus said, we shall not love people and God in a wimp way, a half-hearted way, but rather we should do it passionately with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. So believers of Christ, seek God very passionately. Love him, serve him, obey him, and trust him very passionately. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, for us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Again tonight, brothers and sisters in Christ, beloved, we are talking about don't let your passion, your spiritual passion for God die as a child of God. Here the Apostle Paul encouraged us in Galatians chapter 3, verse 23. It says, by saying whatever you do, do it all with your whole heart as unto the Lord and not as unto man. No matter what you do, do it with passion. Do it passionately. Here, also in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 11, it says, not for us not to be slothful, in business, but it's supposed to be permanent in spirit, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Passionately serving him, wholeheartedly serving him with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Thank you, Jesus. So we as believers of Christ never be slackened in zeal. But keep your spiritual passion up, fired up for Jesus. Beloved of Christ, you don't stay on fire for the Lord automatically. No, it needs to be maintained. Passion has nothing to do with personality, whether you're young or old, because everyone, was born with a God-given sense of passion. God is the one that created us. He has placed that in us. Hallelujah. He has given us, every man, woman, boy, girl, the measure of faith. So he has given us something to work with and work toward. God gave us, hallelujah, he gave us, Feelings. He gave us emotions. God created us to be able to feel all that's happening in the world. For us to go in prayer as intercessors, to pray with the love of God for those in authority and all mankind. To, to, to stand in the gap, cry out to God, to have mercy upon this country to have mercy upon us, upon our families, our friends and neighbors. Yes, we as human beings were created with the ability to be passionate. 
with the ability to be passionate about the things of God. Child of God, don't let your passion for God die. No, don't do it. Because God loves you so much that he gave his son, his only begotten son. And we as human beings, we as children of God, should never let our spirits of passion for God die. Yes, our spiritual fire may have gone down. It may have got down to a, a flicker. But all we got to do is stir it up. Stir up the, what God, the God in you. Stir up the spirit of the Lord in you and get back on fire for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't fall prey to the passion killers of life. There are passion killers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Here, just to name a few. There are a few of them. At all costs, you must be aware of them. We have to remember, brothers and sisters in Christ, all those that are listening in, those that will be listening at a later date in this radio broadcast, we thank God for the anointing of the Spirit of God to rest upon his word, because his word will not return to him born. His word is already settled. Heaven and earth, heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word shall abide forever and ever. So believe in Christ, living life without purpose is a common reason why people lack in spiritual passion for God and for his word. Yes, this is better to be repeated. Believers of Christ, children of God, living a life, purpose, is a common reason why people lack in spiritual passion for God and for his work. So we need to clarify early, early on in life, what is God's purpose for my life? Because passion and purpose goes hand in hand. It goes together. The earlier that you find out what your purpose is in life, the earlier you find out what your, what your assignment that God has given you to do on this earth, the earlier that you will be wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in the things of God. Hallelujah. And you'll be on fire for him. Letting people know that the God that you serve is an awesome God. Letting people know that the God that we serve, he sits high, but he looks low. He knows the law by name, the very hairs on our head. We serve a good, awesome, and lovable, and loving God. All, he can also, he is a God of love, but he's also a God of wrath to those that are disobedient to his commands. Yes? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 4, it says the A clause of the verse. Here, the prophet Isaiah says, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Child of God, a clear purpose creates passion. A clear purpose creates passion. You see, the greater your purpose in life, the more passionate you are going to be about living, and the more fully alive you are going to be. Again, the greater your purpose in life on this earth, the more passionate you are going to be about living and the more fully alive you are going to be. Wow. 
while you're on this Christian journey. So, child of God, when you commit yourself to God's purpose for your life and also to the sharing of God's good news with other people, you will you will have an awesome purpose, and it will create sufficient passion in your life. Yes, child of God, when you personally commit yourself wholeheartedly to God's purpose for your life and also to the sharing of God's good news, the gospel, with other people, you will have an awesome purpose and responsibility, and it will create significant passion, spiritual passion in your life. You see, there is nothing more significant than being what God has made you to be by doing what God made you to do because an unclear purpose will kill the passion in your life. An unclear purpose will kill the passion in your life. So that's why you have to know that you got to know that you got to know for yourself the purpose that God has placed you here on earth. The purpose, get on fire with that purpose in your heart for God and his kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. So don't let your passion for God die. An unemployed talent could be also a passion killer of life for a child of God. In the book of 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17, it says, But as God has distributed to every man as the Lord has called everyone, so let him walk and so ordain. I in all churches. God has given you as a child of his, as a believer of Christ, he has placed within you certain gifts, certain talents, certain abilities, and he has placed them in you for a purpose, a specific one. You see, the word of God lets us know that God has put us here on this earth for a purpose. He has a function for each one of us. Again, according to 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17, each one of us should live his or her life with the gifts that, that the Lord have given us. You see, the purpose of the church is to help you and I, as believers of Christ, to find our role in this life. God has created the church to help us discover our gifts and talents, not to just sit, sit on them, but to be busy doing the Lord's work, going about doing God's business. Because if we take care of God's business, God will take care of our business. In the book of Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else shall be added. Hallelujah. Don't let your passion for God die. Another another that can be a passion killer is having an unbalanced schedule for a life for a life for a child of God. 
brothers and sisters in Christ. We all struggle with this one because we all need a balance. We need balance in our lives. Believers in Christ, we have to take the time to keep ourselves spiritually fit. You see, the Bible is something that is to be practiced. The word of God says, not for us just to be hearers of the word, but for us to be doers of his word. How big is God in you? You'll never know until you go through a test. You'll never know how you can move in your behalf. Because the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, but we know that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and is called according to his purpose. So we have to make sure that we are spiritually fit while we're here running this race here on earth. In the book of First Timothy, chapter 4 and verse 8, here the Apostle Paul is encouraging, hallelujah, is giving encouraging words to the young preacher by the name of Timothy. And it says, For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. So bodily exercise in the natural is profit very little. But spiritually, spiritually exercise is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that is not that now is and of that which is to come. So as believers of Christ, our priority should be to be spiritually fit. Our priority should be to, hallelujah, to look above, to look on things on high, because every good and perfect gift coming from God. So we need to be mindful on how important it is for us to, hallelujah, read our Bible was to study God's word. Second Timothy three and fifteen says, Study to show yourself approved one of God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes, being spiritually fit should be a priority for every believer of Christ. So don't let your passion for God
for my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden which is too heavy to bear. I am bowed down and brought low. People of God, it is impossible to have passion and guilt at the same time. It just doesn't work. So we have to make sure that we get our priorities straight. Here in the book of 1 John 1, 9, the word of God says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All you have to do as a child of God, as a believer of Christ, is to come clean with God. Tell him the truth. Confess and repent. And ask God to get you back on the right path. See, the word says, Isaiah 1 and 18, come let us reason together, says the Lord. Even though your sins may be as scarlet, I'll make them as white as snow. Yeah, God is good. And we want to thank God in advance for everyone that is listening in tonight. We just hope and pray that was something that, that, that we are saying through this teaching that will bring encouragement and exhortation in your life. Again, tonight we are talking about don't let your passion for God die. Another passion killer for a believer of Christ in this life is an unresolved conflict. If you as a child of God wants to be passionate, no matter what conflict you are having to live with, you have to avoid these three things that are passion killers, emotions in life. First is resentment, jealousy, and prolonged anger. Yes, I can testify about this. When we have resentment towards someone or anger, it's not really hurting them. It's hurting us. So in order to be free, to be delivered from this, we must do it quickly. Don't let it gain root in our spirit. We have to go to the Lord in prayer, actually help us to be delivered from this. First thing we must do is forgive the person that we are that we have holding anger against, or resentment, or jealousy towards. Then once we do this, if, if it, Bible says, if, if it, if it if at all possible, to live peacefully with all men, women, boy or girl, I paraphrased it. But God wants us to live in peace. He wants us to be live, to have a peaceful spirit, to live a life of peace, peace towards our fellow man and women. So don't let your passion for God die. Try to, if resentment comes, try to get a hold of it quickly. Bring it to suggestion to the name of Jesus. Jealousy. Ask the Lord to help you, to, to help be delivered from it. And prolong anger. See, anger causes more hurt to the one that holds it in. Hallelujah. So don't let your passion for God died. Don't let the passion killers get a hold of you and keep you in a rut to where you can't go forward. You're stuck in a rut. Don't let your passion for God die because this one, the passion for God is what's going to keep you going when things seem 
as if it's breaking apart. You see, resentment destroys the fool, and jealousy kills the simple. You are only hurting yourself with your anger. So those three things, those three words, which kills your passion every time. So this is why God tells us that forgiveness is so important for a child of God. I am I am allowing other people, hallelujah, allow other people through that resentment. If you don't get a hold of it, then you're allowing other people through that resentment to control your emotions. So if we want our passion back, we have to learn to forgive and we have to learn how to let go. And it's not always easy because the human flesh wants to retaliate. But God says, vengeance is his. So we must allow God to deal with the person. All we got to do is do our part. Ask for forgiveness. Whether they accept it or not, you are free. You have set yourself free to go on and do what thus says the Lord in your life. You have to let it go. Put it in the Lord's hands. God knows how to deal with people. He knows how to bring them to their place of total surrendering, of totally getting it right. Here, another passion killer for a child of God in, in a child of God's life is an unsupported lifestyle. This means that sometimes you lose your passion for life out of the spirit of loneliness. Because you are trying to go through life all alone. Remember what God said? I'll never leave you. Not forsake you. God never meant for us as human beings to go through life as a solo, solo act. Whether we ever marry or we remain single. We all need relationship. Human beings are made for relationship. We need one another. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it reminds us that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Hallelujah. For if they fall, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he has not another to help him, help him up. So the past, the last passion killer in the life of a believer of Christ is an unnourished spirit. This passion killer is the greater of all because it is in the root of all the others. At its its roots, passion is a spiritual issue. It is a matter of the heart. Child of God, you cannot restore your passion with money, with something that is physical. You cannot restore your passion spiritually with appeal. It has to come from within the heart. Bible says, God's your heart. For out of it comes the issues of life. You are more than a body in a frame because God gave us a spirit 
his Holy Spirit. God gave us the ability to talk with him and to commune, to focus on him and to be passionate. Believers of Christ, you need to nourish. Feed your spirit because we are alive. We are going to face on a weekly basis problems and pains. And there is going to be situations that causes us to worry. And there is going to be situations that leave us bone dry, tired, full of fatigue. If we don't nourish, feed our spiritual, our spiritual man, and have spiritual food, our heart will grow. It will grow cold and hard like callous. So it's very important for us to sit aside on a daily basis, study time, to have Bible study. It's very important for us to get into the Word of God for ourselves, have a time of devotion, to talk to God in our secret closet. We go to him secretly, and he will reward us openly. Yes, believers of Christ, we must intentionally nourish and feed our spirit. No one else can do it for us. Remember, this Christian walk is a personal walk that us and the Lord must do together. Put our hand in God's hand. Ask him to help us stay the course, not to drip off to the left or to the right, but for us to stay on the straight and narrow. Thank you, Lord. So again, tonight we are talking about don't, hallelujah, don't let your passion for God die. Here in the book of Galatians, chapter 2, Verses 6 and 7, it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in Christ, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. If you as a child of God, wants to stay passionate for your entire life. You have you have got to plug into the source. God is our source. The Bible says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be given unto you. So don't let your passion for God Die. You have to develop a daily vital growing virus, virus relationship with Jesus Christ. Allow your spiritual roots in your life to grow deep into God's word. Spend special time with him some me time with you and God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, all three agrees as one on a, on a day-to-day basis so that you can be restored and renewed on a spiritual level. You see, God is a passionate God, and God wants you as his children, as his child, to be passionate as well. Remember this, that passionate people are world changers. Passionate people are world changers. Child of God, if you are going to make a difference in your work, in your family, and in your community, you are going to have to be passionate in everything 
you say and do. Believers of Christ, God passes over, over those and spare those of death. When Jesus' blood covered him, God raises us from the dead and gives us new life when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We will have a passion for God and celebrate him in our lives when we receive when we receive and remember the gospel message. You see, in order for you to have a strong passion for God, you must remember what God has done for you as a believer of Christ. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1, it explains and instructs us by saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. When you, as a child of God, remember and look at what God has done for you, you then are empowered to live differently in your present state. Don't let your passion for God die. For better or for worse, usually our past oftentimes dictates our passion in the present. So, child of God, anything you did in your past has some bearing on the way you live in the present. You can't change your past. So so whatever you did back then, leave it there. That That it is not controlling the way you live now, and it cannot be undone. You cannot you cannot change what happened. It is done and over with. Now we must concentrate on moving forward in the things of God. The question may be asked for a child of God, what hope do we have? Our only hope, child of God, is Christ. We as believers of Christ, we need Christ's past to become our past so that we, so that Christ's passion for God can become our passion for God also. What a blessing that God can replace your past sinfulness with the righteousness of Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. So through the gospel, your imperfect past is substituted with Christ's perfect life. Now Christ's past work on the cross and resurrection can dictate our present People of God, if you want more passion in your life for God, you must serve him with your God-given giftedness, the ability that he has given you. If you want to have more passion for God, you need to be ready to give up your rights for the glory of God. Child of God, if you want to have a passion for Christ, you need to accept the fact that you will look like a fool to many people, even your own family. 
in the world. You have to get to the place of understanding. You rob yourself of passion for Christ when you fear the perception of other people. Remember, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind, according to 1 Timothy 1 and 7. If you want to give it all to Christ, you have to get comfortable with making other people, even family members, uncomfortable when they see your passion for Christ in your life. You see, God is a good God, and he's worthy to be praised. All praise, all glory and honor belongs to him. Tonight, again, we are talking about don't let your passion for God, your spiritual passion for him, excuse me, die. Hallelujah. There may be one or there may be someone who needs the sound of my words that don't know Jesus Christ is going to save your life. But after listening to this teaching tonight, we just hope and pray there was something that would say it that will encourage you and help you along the way just to go on with the Lord just a little while longer. There may be one or there may be some where your back is against the wall. You don't know which way to go. Well, I stop by to give you encouragement tonight to let you know that God loves you, and we do too. We love you with our God and love of God. We look beyond your fault and see your needs. And your need tonight is that you need Jesus. You need the Savior to come in, clean you up, turn you around, put your foot on solid ground. You see, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says if, we rep- if you repent of your sin, you did it with a sincere heart. Romans 10 and 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall be, shall be saved. If that's you tonight, if I was you, I wouldn't put off today, tomorrow for what I can do today. Because God is good and worthy to be praised. He desires to save all men, all mankind. He desires to do what he do best, and that is to save your soul. God bless you. God keep you. It's my prayer. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. We pray that something has been said that you can share with others, that you can apply to your life. If you have comments, questions, a topic you'd like to discuss, please feel free to write to us, Apostle Tebo or myself, at P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. Again, that's P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. Please share the number, 347-826-9424, with your family and friends, and have them join us every Tuesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We appreciate your presence. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And remember, God loves you, and so do we. And excuse me, God willing, we'll be back with you again on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. God bless. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.